Welcome, it's Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here to talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022. I think all collectors or investors fancy themselves as football experts if they collect football and they'd love to have a vote as to who gets into the Hall of Fame. And they actually do vote with their dollars in some respect. You can see that there's price movement on cards sometimes when they anticipate that there'll be a semifinalist or a finalist or actually be selected and then after the fact ratification of that but first thanks sponsors tops panini upper deck heritage auctions huggins and scott auctions mike stadium sports cards burbank sports cards comc.com and beckett media beckett grading beckett authentication so there were i think 15 candidates for being in the hall of fame a lot of speculation early on stuff I read about who might be selected and who might not. First of all, let's just coaches. Dick Vermeil did get in, but I think he was the only option. I think he's a reasonable choice. It doesn't affect the hobby, I don't think. If anything, the, the movie that came out, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, Dick Vermeil was involved in that, as well as Mike Martz. But Dick Vermeil. And Art McNally, same thing, not real impact on the cards. Cliff Branch, another story. I think there'll be some uh, increased interest in Cliff Branch. There always was some level of interest. His career was not synonymous, but tracking with Fred Bletnikoff, some overlap, I guess. I think Bletnikoff was a little bit older, but uh, they had some overlap there. And Cliff Branch was the speedster, and uh, Bletnikoff was more the possession receiver. But I would say they're both Hall of Fame uh, caliber. But again, Cliff Branch getting in is not going to have a, a huge effect in the hobby. So those are the ones where they just picked one. Now, for the regular Hall of Fame finalists, of which there were, I believe, 15, that was Jared Allen, who I think will eventually get in. Willie Anderson, the offensive tackle, he doesn't have that many cards. And Willie Anderson, it just there's several, there's Willie Flipper Anderson, there's other Willie Andersons out there. So it's problematic in the hobby. I could tell stories about when we were in the Price Guide days, that if we're tracking the player pricing and when a new set came out, when some of these names that have ambiguity, there's more than one person with that name, you'd have to know which one it was. And there'd be a speculation at the beginning when the cards were just coming out. And actually, we'd get some misinformation from people who overpaid, thinking it was the better version of the same name. But Willie Anderson, like I say, several Willie Andersons, like I said, he doesn't have very many cards. Rondé Barber, a twin of Tiki, I think there's a good chance he will get in. Again, he had longevity. He had some level of excellence, some all-pros, Pro Bowls, uh, so I, I think Rondé could get in there. In effect, he's probably a stronger candidate candidate than his twin, Tiki, as an excellent DB. Tony Baselli, I think I talked about him a year ago. He had some injury problems at the end, but his seven or eight years of excellence, he was a dominant offensive tackle. So I immediately got some sales in my ComC account of Tony Baselli as soon as it was announced that he was selected. Leroy Butler. Haven't heard a thing. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Leroy Butley's rookie cards are in the 1990 action-packed and score and pro set and very overproduced. And so you can't expect that. And even though he had a good career, deserving Hall of Famer, but again, I just don't see any movement. In fact, this whole class is a very hobby, kind of no effect. I just don't think there's going to be any exciting run-ups in value of any of these players. In fact, what I've seen is that I had some people 
making a little run on Reggie Wayne. And he didn't even get in. But And this was after the announcement. But there's some sense that he will eventually get in after having a, a strong career, good stats. Okay, Leroy Butler in, but again, no excitement there. Devin Hester, uh, a lot of people thought he was going to get in. He was exceptional, but he not reinvented the position. But I have had some interest in Devin Hester, and I can see that there could be some uh, movement there because he had an excitement factor, and the hobby loves that. So kick returning, punt returning, lots every time he touched the ball, is electric. And a reasonably long career. I regard uh, a 10-year football career as a, as a pretty solid career. And he went, I think, 11 years. Torrey Holt, again, he is going to have to wait, but I think the wait will be a year or two. It's that same situation that we talked about, you know, Dick Vermeil with the Kurt Warner connection. You got Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner's already in. Torrey Holt was an important part of those teams. And uh, it may be that that he eventually gets in. And having two receivers that were paired off that were both great, it shouldn't be Tory's fault that Isaac Bruce was also great, just like Marvin Harrison and and Reggie Wayne. Again, the hobby will determine which one they uh, prefer. But I don't see a lot of extra interest in Tory Holt, except that he's a better player. And seen that. Okay, now Andre Johnson, another story. Again, some pretty gaudy statistics there. Many thought he would be selected. But he probably got affected or afflicted by the first year situation. When you're evaluated in the first year, the Baseball Hall of Fame has been like this. is that There's an extra honor to be elected in your first year of eligibility. So they're making him wait, but he will eventually get in, and I think the hobby knows that. Sam Mills, and I think a little bit of a surprise there. They don't properly include his USFL days where he was in his absolute prime and uh, was a, a tackling machine, but he was a crowd favorite. Again, I just don't think it's going to have a huge effect on his cards, but some of his early cards, we'll see. We'll see. Again, very popular player, and he, I believe he's passed away. Richard Seymour, I think that maybe some were surprised that you get a bunch of championships, which I don't put how many championships you as a major factor for whether someone should get in the Hall of Fame for football. But again, all pros, Pro Bowl appearances, and longevity and uh, sustained excellence. So Richard Seymour, deserving, but like a lot of defensive linemen. When we talk about the quarterback, the bias and the extreme emphasis on quarterbacks in terms of hobby love, you can see that it's creeping out toward receivers and a little bit of running backs and sometimes some sacking defensive ends, but it, it rarely goes to the Richard Seymours who were excellent defensive linemen without that were just winners. Zach Thomas, another tackling machine. I think he will eventually get in. He was just a really good player and I don't get mad at me if I think he wasn't absolutely great, but he had some great tackling statistics and was in the thick of it, in a roving uh, middle linebacker type all over the field making tackles. DeMarcus Ware, uh, same deal. I think he will eventually get in. Not any Dallas Cowboy bias here, but he was outstanding for a number of years here and then in Denver and uh, great sack statistics, but I think they're going to make him wait. He was really good and and deserving of the Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne, another one, I think, like I said, I'd got, <laughs> I had some sales of Reggie Wayne. I thought, wait a minute, I thought he didn't get in the Hall of Fame. He did not get in the Hall of Fame, but I think there's some perception that he will. Patrick Willis, I think the uh, the hobby should reflect this, and I hope that the Pro Hall of Fame reflects this as well, is that Patrick Willis left football when he didn't have to. And I think there's a macho aspect of you should play until you're too injured to continue, and I, I think that's maybe not a good idea. He had eight 
strong years, Hall of Fame quality years. But I look in the dollar boxes, again, Sports Card Insight, there's some decent Patrick Willis stuff in the dollar boxes. So there's obviously some perception that he is not going to be a high-demand player, that there's some uh, bitterness that he left early. Brian Young, another, I got some interest in Brian Young. Before he was in the Hall of Fame, I've never been, I guess, being a Cowboy fan, I wasn't as much of a 49er fan. So I was surprised that he was selected, but he had a nice long career and uh, a reasonable number of accolades. I don't know that the Hall of Fame, the hobby love is sometimes based on the teams they play for. So it shouldn't be surprising that the Hall of Fame uh, voters would be similar. So who's going to go up in their card values over the next uh, month or two? Again, no quarterbacks in this class, uh, a lot of uh, junk wax era players and cards there. I really think Devin Hester could be one of the guys that goes up, more so even than those who were selected. We'll see about that. Sam Mills might be another one. Some of his USFL cards, I haven't uh, looked at those lately. Jared Allen. It's like I've said about the percentage people that want to talk about the percent that something has increased. I'm looking at things that haven't increased yet. And the main thing I get out of this is that I think when I look at these Hall of Fame candidates and those who got selected, I think that the next five, the five who were selected, and then there's five more that I think I've basically mentioned in that those are the ones I think we're going to see some interest in. That There's going to be some anticipation that Rondé Barber or Devin Hester, Andre Johnson did not get selected, but they will. Torrey Holt. And so because of that, let's buy now before they go up. And then if they get selected next year, if they're uh, elected next year, then we'll see uh, a further increase that will be confirmation that you were smart to get. But again, it's a pretty underwhelming class in terms of the hobby love and hobby effect because there, there are no quarterbacks and there's nobody that has a... Well, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that has really a glamour rookie that would make headlines. And again, it's just not there. You don't really have enough. It's just the era that these cards uh, came out in. Now, every year, it's going to be more that there will be rookie cards that will be from some of these exotic products, super premium products that will uh, draw headlines. And that'll be exciting. But it's exciting anyway. Again, honor, well-deserved for these these uh, eight guys that are going to the Hall of Fame. Why only eight? They do it every year. And every year, we're going to see another group. But for all the fanfare that we would hope to have that sometimes happens in baseball where you have a string of really uh, great uh, candidates coming up, football, this seems like we're in a little bit of a lull here. So hopefully uh, I'm not uh, dissing your favorite player, but... Uh, Again, this is in that era of in-between, of not too nostalgic, but from 20 years ago. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for the reminiscent of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022. Again, I think the bigger issue is who's going to be in the Class of 2023. So you might look at that. There are probably some newcomers, too. But again, there seems to be a bias against uh, if you're not an absolute lockdown Hall of Famer, they're going to make you wait a year. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, sponsors. Be back tomorrow. The man in the house.